Welcome back to Making Sense of Money, a podcast dedicated to making complicated financial concepts easier to understand. I'm Nikki Jankola-Shanks, and thanks for joining us today. And I'm Andrew Pellegrini, your other co-host. Today, we are talking to David Wartman, who is the Deputy Director of Community Assistance for Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. David, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity? Yes, thank you, uh, Andrea and Nikki. Thank you for the opportunity to speak about DCEO, as we call it, Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. The office that I manage, the Office of Community Assistance, administers four statewide grant programs for income-eligible households. And our grant programs, we do several things, but one that I I think is very important is our utility assistance program, uh, energy assistance program that can help low-income households with their utility bills. Part of the reason why David is talking to us today is because, honestly, Andrea and I wanted to learn more about the programs ourselves, and we wanted to share with our listeners about how the low-income energy assistance program, LAHEAP, works. So David, would you like to share what LAHEAP is and how Illinoisans can benefit from this program? Well, as the name implies, the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, or LIHEAP, is a program that helps eligible households pay for their utility services. This includes assistance with heating gas, uh, natural gas, propane, uh, and electricity. LIHEAP applications are taken from by local administrating agencies statewide we have the, them serving in every county in the state. And the LIHEAP program, it started last September 1st and will be open through the end of May or until funding is exhausted. And that would be local agency by local agency. This year, we saw a big uptick in the number of applications, but we think for most of the state, there will be funding through the 31st of May. So the amount of support that you can receive from LIHEAP varies household by household. It depends on how many people and what the income is in the household. But last year, the average LIHEAP household received a benefit of over $1,300. And I should point out just the definition of the, the term household. It applies to any people living in a residence, regardless of blood relation or marriage relationship. So, you know, four students living in an apartment or in a house, that's a household for uh, LIHEAP terms. So LIHEAP offers two kinds of assistance. It offers what I call regular LIHEAP, which is a one-time payment called a direct vendor payment that the local agency will do on behalf of that utility customer. So that's regular LIHEAP. And then there's a second type for any households that are disconnected or are faced with a disconnection notice we have what's called reconnection assistance. And an applicant can receive up to $1,200 per household for reconnection assistance. To see where you can apply and and how you can uh, access these benefits, uh, you can go to our website. I'm going to say this several times through this podcast. It's www.helpillinoisfamilies.com. So altogether, helpillinoisfamilies.com. You click on Find My Agency, and you can go to your county and see uh, who you need to talk to in your county. Uh, Once again, we're taking applications through the end of May. So you can go out to the website, helpillinoisfamilies.com and uh, try to find your agency. We also have an assistance line, a phone number that you can call. That's 833-711-0374. That's a helpline that you can find your agency that way. You can also do what we call a, uh, a request for service 
uh, where they'll send your information and then the agency will get a hold of you. And the assistance line has multiple languages. So after you do that, after you get your application in or get connected to your local agency, they'll walk you through the application process. There is documentation that's required, but you'll they'll walk you through that, your local agency. And then within 30 days, you'll be notified of uh, what your benefit was and, and let you know the status of your application. So just to follow up, do people, just so people are aware, I guess, there was a lot of different credit programs that came out during COVID and the pandemic, but this is not that program, right? This is something that is every year people can apply for. It's not like a special program. Right. LIHEAP is a program that goes back to the early 80s. It's an annual program. Funding was greatly increased during COVID. Uh, we got two special bills that gave us money. But even this program year, I think in reaction to some of the utility rate increases over the last 12 months, there was some additional funding that was uh, put into the program. But it's a program that's existed for 40 years and uh, is an annual program. That's great. I just wanted to clarify that because I think there were so many help programs yeah. during yeah. the pandemic that mm-hmm. ended, but this is not that. This is something that... Yeah, regular permanent program, yes. Yeah. Thank you, David. And thank you for clarifying there's two different types for utilities. I've had people in my life that have needed help getting reconnection and the costs can be significantly greater for reconnection after utilities have been shut off. So yeah. it's good that you've had an opportunity to clarify that. So Nikki and I have have talked about basic need security in the past on this podcast, and LIHEAP helps covers costs associated with the housing insecurity aspect of that. Utilities is an aspect of housing costs and not having safe place to live includes not having a warm place to live or place with, with utilities. So based on that, kind of thinking about the context of basic need security and the amount of people impacted, how many people do you think LIHEAP has helped roughly, let's say in the past year or so, since it's an annual program, just kind of giving us a broad perspective of how many people your program has helped? Sure. So pre-COVID, we would do, you know, around 250,000-ish COVID has seen an increase Uh, last year. So what we call program year 22, we had 266,000 households that were assisted. This year with the spike in utility costs, we've seen, we're not to the end of the program year, but we're projecting that we're going to have 325,000 households assisted. So it's pretty amazing to me, COVID, the increase caused by COVID actually wasn't as great as the increase cost. Uh, increase due to the rise in utility cost over the last 12 months. But to answer your question, 325,000 is what we're projecting this year. Yeah. And it's, and it seems like a lot of the conversations we've had around economic impacts related to the pandemic is that there's the inflation is kind of a slow roll thing. It, it's impacting a lot of different economic indicators. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast. So it makes sense that there's like this delayed increase, especially with utility costs. Right. And, you know, reconnection assistance, we've, we've seen it in reconnection assistance, actually even greater, uh, even a greater change in that part of the program. That makes complete sense, especially for people that aren't chronically in like this, this place of insecurity with their utilities being shut off. They don't, they don't understand how to avoid it happening. And so kind of retroactively 
dealing with that. David, I know you touched on this a little bit already, but can you elaborate a little bit more on how someone qualifies for the program and how they can seek assistance if they need anything related to utilities? Is it a below a certain number that people who are listening should know? You know, and any tips that you have, I guess, for for listeners. Sure. So it is an income qualified program. So it depends on the household income. So all the members of the household uh, ask their their income level. And uh, to be eligible, households monthly income needs to be at or below two hundred percent of the federal poverty level. So. Uh, I don't expect folks to know that. So I'll just say, give you some numbers. So for a single member household, so someone living alone, it's $2,265 a month. Uh, And we look back at the last 30 days. So $2,265 for a single um, person and a four person household is $4,625. So that determines your eligibility. Now, once you're eligible, then the level of benefit depends on where you fall on the uh, federal poverty line. So we have four bins, uh, zero to 50% federal poverty, 50 to 100. And the amount that you get depends on which of those federal poverty bins you're in. And then what type of heating and electric, your electric is the same, but if you're on natural gas or an all electric house, uh, the amount of benefit is different because we know the costs are different for those uh, types of things. So that's how we do it. it. It depends on the income of the household and the fuel type. And then to do the application process, it does require that the individual or the individuals in the household submit documentation. You know, we have to show the federal government that we're not duplicating benefits. So the same household isn't getting uh, benefit twice in a year. So we do uh, ask for social security numbers, or if an individual doesn't have a social security number, we can accept uh, an ITIN, uh, individual tax payer identification number. So we get that. And then we need proof of what your income has been. So we do ask for the pay stubs and the utility bills so we can connect your account number to you so that we can pay on your behalf. So we also read about another program, the Low Income Household Water Assistance Program or LIWAP, based on that acronym, it looks like this is specifically for water and you apply for it at the same time as you complete the LIHEAP application. Is there anything people who are interested in taking advantage of LIWAP should keep in mind when they go to apply? You know, I would always encourage someone taking the step to go to your local agency to seek LIHEAP. You should ask about their other benefits as well. And LIWAP is one that uh, you asked about LIHEAP, whether it was a recurring program. LIWAP is actually a special program that is in reaction to COVID. This is one that has an end date. It's ending second half of this year in September. But the, the water assistance program, it, it's done the same way. It has the same 200% federal poverty uh, eligibility. So you go to that same agency. The You've already done the proof of income and the, the household to show that you're eligible. So it's just the extra step of asking for the this benefit and, and showing your water and sewer if you have a different uh, utility, if, if you have a water provider and a different sewer provider, then you would bring in both of those bills and show your, your local agency 
that that you have these accounts. The and this one we also have a rate reduction portion, so the direct vendor payment portion that's between one hundred dollars to four hundred dollars, depending on the income level. And then we also have a reconnection assistance if you're disconnected. And, and that goes up for water assistance program, it goes up to $1,500. So as I said, this is a special COVID response program. And we, throughout the state, we have some agencies that have exhausted their funding. I would say the majority of the state still has some funding. So you'd have to check in your area. And we've got another you know, four or five months. So I would encourage anyone to, if you're going to seek LIHEAP in the next month, also ask about the water assistance program. Thank you, David. And we know you're on a tight schedule and we don't want to take up too much of your time, but is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about what resources are available to Illinois residents through your agency? Well, I would just encourage people, you know, where the LIHE program is open through the end of May. These services are there for people who are, you know, have these needs. And uh, so we would encourage you to go to our website, www.helpillinoisfamilies.com and uh, fill out a request for service form or look up your agency and uh, make the phone call yourself and you know find out how that agency takes applications. So we encourage uh, anyone who has the need to reach out and uh, see if uh, assistance is available for you. And we'll make sure to, to put all the links and phone numbers and things in the show notes as well. So um, listeners, you can check the show notes to get those resources that David has talked about. So thank you again for just talking with us today and sharing the information regarding this valuable resource that Illinois residents have that may be struggling with household costs. And I know that as you were talking about, the, the price of utilities have gone up and your program can really help a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, David. And so we'll also be talking to Don Rear shortly for more local perspective in Champaign County about how this program has helped residents there as well. So thank you to David. Now that Don is here with us, Don is the LIHEAP coordinator for Champaign County specifically. Don, do you want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do as the LIHEAP coordinator for Champaign County. My name is Dawn Rear. I am the LIHEAP coordinator, as you noted. I have worked with LIHEAP for almost 19 years. I also work with uh, a companion program called LIWAP, and that's a program that can assist folks with water and sewer. I also uh, manage other programs that work with folks, uh, disabled and seniors, who maybe need a minor home repair that live either in Champaign or Urbana. And we also have a furnace program that is also a, a partnering program with the LIHEAP program. So we learned previously from David a little about the statewide access to LIHEAP, but can you give us just mm-hmm. some insight into how the program is administered within Champaign County? Sure. My particular LIHE program does cover Champaign County, all the small communities within the county. We have three intake sites. We have an office in Champaign at 2009 Round Barn Road. We also have our main office at Brookens at 1776 East Washington Street in Urbana. And we're happy to say we added an additional office in Rantoul last September that's at 601 South Century Boulevard, 
All of those sites are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. For folks that come in, can't come into our office for a in-person appointment, we offer phone appointments. And we also offer appointments in the evening that are the intake takes place over the phone. We have two Spanish speakers on staff for folks that need that assistance, as well as a staff who is trained in ASL sign language. So we're very fortunate that we are able to immediately serve those uh, maybe that have hearing issues, as well as those are Spanish speakers. We're also very fortunate to have a large pool of interpreters on the ready for other households that come in that are non-English speaking. We serve several people. We also have acquired this year an outreach fan and have completed over 30 outreach events this year. And we have about 12 more that we will complete before the end of the program year. I'm also very fortunate that I have partnering agencies that work with us to serve their clients directly. We think it's a good idea. Sometimes folks feel much more comfortable going through the intake process with someone they're familiar with, their own caseworker. So I've worked with specifically Family Service of Champaign County, Rosecrans, and uh, Developmental Service Center. So that provides folks the ability to get their application done with somebody that they're familiar with, not have to come into our office or do a a phone interview. All of our other teams at Champaign County that do case management have also been trained with the LIHEAP intake process. So we're very fortunate here. Thank you, Dawn. That that's a there's a lot going on just within Champaign County related to this. And I don't know if you would know this. David probably would have noticed, but he's not recording with us right this second. But do you know if other counties that have the LIHEAP coordination have similar kind of resources? Like you listed three physical locations, a van, interpreters, Spanish-speaking staff, and ASL-trained staff, which is, that's a, a lot of really amazing resources to support this program. And I imagine there's some variances across the state as to what both the needs are and what the resources are at the county level. We are very fortunate here. I think we are the only agency I know in my region that has a van. I do know some of the smaller counties that they cover multiple counties. Mm-hmm. So they might have some other sites at, you know, the different communities that they serve. I'm not aware of any that have three sites. We've okay. just been very fortunate with the funding that we receive every year. And I have a large team. I have 16 on my staff. So we can provide a lot of intake for this community because of the funding we receive and because of the volume we do. So I'm not aware, but we're very grateful for what we have and what we can provide to the community. Yeah, I think that's really great, Dawn. And I I think for our listeners, because we have listeners across the state of Illinois, it's important for them to realize within their county or their region, there might be different types of services available. So we just want to make sure to illustrate that since we're 
highlighting champagne. We just want to say, reminder, not everyone's going to be the same. Right. You know, everybody's population is different, similar, but different. Maybe more folks in need in some areas than others. So that can also be taken into consideration too. Absolutely. So I was actually contacted, I think, by one of your your colleagues or former colleagues last fall about promoting LIHEAP specifically to students at University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. That's where my home office is, even though I serve all three universities in the system. And we did a study in fall of 2018 to look at housing and food insecurity of our students across the whole University of Illinois system. But a lot of both undergraduate and graduate students suffered from both housing and food insecurity. And because we've we've already kind of identified that the utilities aspect of LIHEAP helps to support housing security and safety, how many college students do you think you've had take advantage of the program within Champaign County, which also has Parkland Community College, not just Urbana, UIUC? I wish I had a good answer (laughs) uh, for that. I don't uh, know of a specific report I could run that I could isolate that. I know our goal is to serve uh, more. We this year provided two outreach events at both of the Orchard Down locations. Oh, that's um, great. The one at the Orchard Downs um, and then one at the Goodwin and Green site. We were very fortunate to partner with their management staff that we so that we could provide a resident meeting before we had the event so we could answer any questions, put anybody's concerns, you know, behind them and to talk about how easy the process was. So we met with both residents at both sites, had a little meeting, had pizza, talked to folks, provided them the ability to go ahead and schedule an appointment that day for the day of the event. Or if they didn't want to commit, we would also honor people that walked in. We had folk, we've had a hard time getting into Orchard Downs or the married student housing sites because a lot of folk are non-residents. Mm-hmm. And before the last couple of years, unfortunately, those folks remained unserved. In the last probably three years, the state has lifted that, and we are now able to serve those households who aren't residents anymore. Oh, that is And so that opened up a huge window or door for folks to be able to be assisted because they live here. They deserve to be assisted too. So um, they're paying their bills. So we provided those two events and we're hoping to offer, you know, maybe three next year at each location. When we went, we also tried to provide information not just about my LIHEAP and my water and my furnace program. We usually sometimes have a staff from other teams go with us to talk about other programs that they might be able uh, or be interested in. So we try to do a one-stop shop approach so that folks, oh, I can I can find out about that today too. And we're hoping that that will, will serve more folks next year. 
We also, I failed to say, partner with the new American Welcome Center, and they have been a great partner working with a lot of their Spanish-speaking clients who, you know, are just a little maybe fearful or not, don't feel secure. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I I feel like I need I need to specify for our audience what Orchard Downs is and why it's such a big deal that you are able to reach non-residents and what that means because most of our listeners aren't going to know that. So Orchard Downs that Don talked about is the graduate and family housing for University of Illinois at Urbana Champaign students. So it serves a lot of international students, which would not be eligible for a lot of public aid programs. So it's really great that you're able to serve that population now with the expansion of the the funding criteria. So uh, I appreciate that. But international students also suffer from a lot of income disparity issues and economic vulnerabilities because they're unable to work off campus. They are limited in what their income potential is because of that. They're limited in like they can't really do any side gigs or they couldn't like do delivery service on the side to help diversify income um, to pay their bills so that they could be even more economically vulnerable by those kind of restrictions. That's just what I wanted to fit in there, Don. You can talk about the other program that you had done, the event. I also wanted to so highlight that we participated in the Basic Needs Symposium in January at the Illini Union, when we had a great turnout and provided information about all of our programs. And next year, moving forward, We are working on setting up events, outreach events, to use our highlight our new van with the Office of Student Financial Aid, the Office of uh, for Minority Student Affairs, and the Office for the Dean of Students. So we're hopeful with those three opportunities down the pike that we'll be able to reach even more students and reach them where they're at helping them that they don't have to come to us, that maybe by doing this, showing that we're coming to them. We also worked with Parkland College with their TRIO program, a program for low-income students or first-time students, uh, providing intake with our van, as well as at a resource fair. So we have participated at two events there this year. So we... Our goal is just to try to serve as many individuals or households that we can each year. So Don, I know you just highlighted a bunch of programs that you guys have to help students, which is fabulous. Can you also talk a little bit, have you guys had any, or do you typically have anything for people who may live in Champaign County that are not students as well? Uh, Yes, all of these programs are for all Champaign County residents who have a a utility vendor, either gas, electric, or propane. The eligibility for these programs are you must have a utility, either in your name or someone in your household, and you don't have to have income to apply. The income eligibility is 200% of poverty or less. Sometimes folks come and they don't currently have a utility, current utilities, but they're trying to move 
into a new home and they in order to get utilities on at their new site or their new home, they have an old bill and we're able to satisfy their old bill, which will allow them to be able to start service at their new place. So we serve all in Champaign County um, in those situations. Thank you, Don. I think that it's really great what you're you're doing to make sure that people know about your program too the, within Champaign County. And I really appreciate you sharing your more local perspective on how LIHEAP has helped Illinois residents within Champaign County. But is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, one thing I just wanted to highlight is the current LIHEAP program year will end May 31st, and then we'll begin again in the fall. So if you need utility assistance for your gas, electric, propane, or water, or sewer, you can contact our office at 217-384-1226, or you can come in person at any of our locations, or you can actually schedule online your appointment and pick the location you'd like to go to. And it also avails itself to if you are a Spanish speaker, you can select a caseworker who speaks Spanish. And that, to uh, get to that site on our website, it is just ccrpc.org forward slash programs forward slash low income home energy. Thank you so much, Don, for being here today. For our listeners, we will make sure that in the show notes, we'll also put the links that Don mentioned. So you could check the show notes if you live in Champaign County and are looking for those resources. Don, we really appreciate all your hard work supporting Illinois residents that may be struggling economically in more ways than just with utilities costs. Okay, yes. well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Don. We appreciate both Don and David sharing with us about LIHEAP and its impact. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today as well. If you know someone who is struggling to make ends meet each month or you yourself are struggling with utilities costs, please look into LIHEAP. And as always, please like, subscribe, and share the Making Sense of Money podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.